Greetings, lovely mothers, fathers, and guardians, and all those tuned in to another enlightening episode of Unveiling a New View to Parenting. I'm your host and guide on this insightful journey. Our shared mission on this platform, as you know, is to challenge the often set in stone parenting beliefs, fearlessly delve into its intricate depths, and bring fresh, efficient, and sometimes unconventional strategies for navigating the nuanced train of raising our young ones. Today, we grapple with a topic that seems as old as parenting, a universal ordeal transcending culture, geography, and time. A subject that, despite its seemingly simple nature, has had parents pulling their hair out in quiet desperation, the extraordinary task of convincing your little ones to eat their greens. The battlefield is set every day at the dining table, armed with carrots and broccoli. We stand our ground and our young ones face us head on with their formidable determination. It's a struggle familiar to us all. The wrinkled noses at the sight of spinach, the crafty removal of peas, and the sighs of discontentment at the sight of a salad. It may seem at times as if we're braving an unending maze, a culinary labyrinth with no clear victory in sight. But do not despair. For today's episode, we have with us an expert who has chosen to make this green challenge their battlefield. Our guest has dedicated many fruitful years to understanding this dietary defiance diving headfirst into the scientific, psychological, and social aspects that underpin this issue. They've used this knowledge to formulate a slew of practical, creative, and surprisingly simple strategies to make mealtimes less of a war and more of a peace treaty negotiation. I'm thrilled to introduce O'Shea with 10 years of experience as a nutritionist. Let's not wait any longer. Let's put our curiosity to the fore and launch ourselves into this enlightening, greenfield conversation. Welcome, O'Shea. So glad to have you. Hi, thank you. Glad to be here. And as an icebreaker, could you unravel for us why children, particularly those with a stubborn streak, have this inherent tendency to resist their greens? What lies beneath this show of culinary defiance? Yeah, so actually pediatrics or children kind of fell into my lap when I was a junior in college. Um, I started working at a pediatric hospital um, and I found that picky eating was such a common challenge among families. Um, and I love a challenge, um, but I also really found working um, with these families um, and helping them overcome the obstacle in the battle of getting their picky eaters um, to have a better dietary variety um, became very rewarding for me. Mm -hmm. So drawing from your extensive research over the years and perhaps some exciting anecdotes, could you share some proven strategies that parents can employ when their children are showing resistance to vegetables? How can we transform these mealtime battles into a window of learning, understanding, and perhaps even fun? Yeah, absolutely. So I think I definitely have a couple of different tips that have been proven to work for a lot of the families that I've worked with. Um, so one of the things I always tell families is do not give up with trying to get your child to eat greens or any other vegetables. Um, typically, it can take anywhere from 10 to 20 exposures until your child actually is interested in wanting to try um, something that they're unfamiliar with or something that they really dislike. Um, but one thing I'd like to tell parents is when you're introducing something new, like let's say a green vegetable, put a really small amount of that new food that you're trying to in introduce on their plate along with other foods that they really like. This way it's less overwhelming to the child and they're more likely to try it. One of my other big tips is to mimic. 
our kids love to do what we do. Um, so if you want your child to eat broccoli or you want them to eat carrots, you know, model that and show them that, you know, this is good, this is healthy for you. Um, and one of my other third tips that I really like to do is depending on your child's age, have them cook with you. Um, if they're not necessarily old enough to cook, you could also teach them about foods or have them um, within meal prep or going to the grocery store and, you know, giving them a choice of what they can pick. That way they kind of feel like they're a part of the decision as well, too. Interesting. At what age do you think it is okay to allow them to cook? So, yeah, that's a really good question. I think as young as four or five is probably okay, where you could give them small things involving prepping. So let's say you're doing um, some raw vegetables that need to be washed. You could certainly have them um, stand on top of a stool and wash some of those vegetables for you. Or if it's something that requires like peeling, um, of course, with your assistance, I think that's something that you could certainly do. Okay, great. So let's actually talk about the concept of middle ground, right? How can we as caregivers balance respecting our children's developing taste buds and ensuring they get a well-rounded nutritious diet? Um, could you shine some light on how we can effectively manage this delicate balance? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's one of the biggest challenges, right? Is that we want our kids to eat healthy. We want to make sure that they're getting all of the vitamins and minerals and everything healthy that they need for their bodies to grow. Um, so I think some of the tips that I shared earlier, just continue to expose your kids to these foods that you want them to have. Um, so kids are really smart um, and it's kind of biological for them to want to refuse those things like vegetables because naturally they are more bitter. Um, so I would say, continue with those tips. So continue to expose them to those foods that you know they don't necessarily like that much. Um, other great things you can do too. I love the smoothie idea. Um, so making a fruit smoothie um, and kind of putting those like leafy green vegetables in there, putting it in there with the favorite milk or yogurt that they like. That way, you know, in your mind, they're getting those healthy foods that they need and they don't really necessarily know that it's in there. <laughs> I love it. So we all know that toddlers still can be extremely picky when it comes to eating a certain food. How mm -hmm. should you deal with this picky eating toddler scenario? Yeah, so it is very, very typical and normal for toddlers to be picky. Um, so I think that's another thing where as hard as you can try to be very, very patient as a parent, just understanding that your child really is learning the world, learning new and different foods. I find the most successful thing that you can do with toddlers is mimic. Again, our toddlers love to mimic and model what we do. Um, and again, putting those really small amounts of the foods that you know they're not necessarily interested in, surrounded by those foods that they really like. Um, other things that I think are a really good idea are to make their plates fun. Um, so if there's a way that you can kind of design their plate um, with their food or their vegetables where, you know, you could make a cute, silly face or something like that with that. I say try to make it fun, make their plate look very colorful and pretty. Try not to make it super bland. Um, so if you can kind of add those different colors like oranges and greens and purple colors, I think the more pretty it looks, <laughs> um, the, the more willing your child is going to be at trying new foods. Absolutely. I can tell. I can attest to that with my twins yeah. <laughs> uh, acting silly and, and, you know, trying to take it one step at a time. Absolutely. You know, mm -hmm. just humor, 
lightheartedness is the way sometimes with the tantrums combined with the picky eating. Yes. Um, so let's maybe rewind a little bit to infants. Um, mm -hmm. you know, introducing solids to infants is a very important milestone in their growth. Um, could you throw some light on how one could or should begin introducing solids to infants? Yeah, so I am actually in that stage right now. I have a five-month-old who oh. I am just starting solids with. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. Um, so the biggest thing I would say is really not to look at what your child's age is. So typically anywhere from four to six months, I would say is pretty average of when you can start solids, but it really is going to depend on where your baby is de developmentally. So we really like for our babies to be able to kind of ha really have that good head control. So the main thing we want to make sure is that, you know, their head's not super wobbly because we don't want them to choke on their food. Um, and then another big thing, if you feel like they're developmentally ready in a spot, I always say reach out to your pediatrician first just to make sure that they're okay and on the same page with you with starting solids. Um, I am the person that says start with the veggies first. Start when they're really, really young. Um, this way they get um, used to the taste of veggies and they're not blindsided by them versus if you start the fruits first, they're probably going to be a little less likely to want to try those veggies out. Um, so I definitely say if you can start with the green veggies first, so start with the peas, the green beans, and then try to do the fruits later on because who doesn't love fruit? <laughs> I totally agree. So, so talking a little bit more about, you know, this healthy, equilibrium and healthy relationship with food in general. Um, our last question today is looking at the long-term scenario. Um, how can parents foster a healthier understanding and acceptance of greens um, in their children? I guess, how can we lessen this resistance and create a more harmonious future at our dining table? Yeah, so I would say the biggest thing as a parent is try to have as much patience as you can. So with our kids, they are learning, they're developing, a lot of the behaviors that they exhibit when it comes to meal and new foods is very normal. So I think give your child as much grace as you possibly can. Um, and I would also remind parents is that it, it can take a while before your child gets used to a certain food. So if you're finding it's like trial number five with their food or with a new food and they're still giving you a little bit of a tough time with it, have persistence, keep going. It will not be a battle forever. Um, so I think definitely trying some of the tips that I mentioned before. So making this plate look really nice, um, doing like a fruit vegetable smoothie, the fruit tends to overpower the veggies. So child children typically don't taste that. Um, modeling, I think is one of the best things that, that you can do. Our kids love to mimic what we do. So if you want them to eat broccoli, show them that you can eat broccoli. Also, if your child is old enough in a place where they can really um, understand the concept of like what's healthy, um, teach them about different foods. Maybe take them to a garden um, or to um, a place where they can pick their own vegetables or fruit. Um, so get your child involved and surrounded by those foods as much as you possibly can so that they understand and learn in their mind that this food is healthy, it's good for me, it helps me grow, um, and it's not bad for them. I absolutely love it. Thank you so much for joining us uh, today and sharing your wealth of knowledge. Um, O'Shea, your insights have indeed cast a fresh perspective on the green challenge, yeah. giving us the tools and the confidence to approach meal times with renewed vigor and strategy. Thank you, O'Shea. Absolutely. 
Dear listeners, as we conclude today's enlightening chapter, let's remember that every challenge we face in our parenting journey, a chance to grow as caregivers and individuals. And remember, you're not alone in navigating this complex terrain. For more insights and wisdoms like these, please visit our website, misspoppins.io. There you'll discover a wealth of resources from thought-provoking articles and research studies to entertaining and educational videos like O'Shea's today, all designed to aid you in your unique parenting journey. We strive to ensure that every piece of content we put out is meaningful, relevant, and beneficial for you. And to make your journey even smoother and more convenient, we have a special invitation. We invite you to download the Miss Poppins app. Within the confines of this user-friendly app, you can access an extensive selection of childcare experts and parenting coaches, such as O'Shea, each one as an authority in the respective field and each offering unique skill sets and packages designed to meet your specific needs. The cherry on top, you can purchase these packages with just a few easy clicks. Imagine having such an array of knowledge and expertise right at your fingertips. It's indeed a hassle-free way to foster a rejuvenating parenting journey. And as we say goodbye to this episode, let's pledge to carry forward the valuable knowledge and wisdom we've gathered today. Remember, every act of resistance, every little frown at the side of greens is a call for understanding, an opportunity for growth, a chance to educate, and to create a foundation for a healthier future. Thank you all for tuning in. Until our next deep dive into the fascinating world of parenting, this is your host, Nikki, signing off from Unveiling a New View to Parenting. Stay curious, stay informed, stay patient, and above all, stay compassionate. See you in the next episode.